Okay. Welcome back to the Dirt Talk Podcast. We have another trip report. Mm-hmm. And we recently visited the islands of Hawaii. Now, when Aaron says we, this is Alex, by the way. When Aaron says we, I did not go to Hawaii. Alex did not go, but it was me and I filmed dirt, Angel Torres, who is joining us live from the desert in California. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks with, for the introduction, guys. Lots of enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, <clears throat> I started the year, where have I gone this year? I started the year in the warm climate of Australia in the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was very, very nice. Then I went to California to get a little bit more warmth and sun, but it ended up being <laughs> super miserable and cold it was the whole not time. At all. And then we went to Mammoth, which was even colder mm-hmm. than Southern California. Then Aspen, which was cold. And then Alberta, which was really cold. Really? <laughs> and then Cincinnati, which was cold. Very cold. But finally, I got to defrost in the tropics of Hawaii. And it was, it was, almost, it was almost warm. That's a pretty good trade-off, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. It was was windy, though. It was was so windy. (laughs) It was windy the whole time. Yeah, and the last few days were wildly windy. Really? Yeah. So the trip came about because Chad Goodfellow of Goodfellow Brothers, uh, a contractor on the West Coast and in Hawaii, called me and said, hey, we have this annual meeting for many of our leaders. And we would like you to speak at it. Would you do that? Hmm. And I said, Chad, where is it? And he said, Oahu. And I said, (laughs) well, I'm going to have to check my calendar, Chad, but I think we can make it work. So that is what got me to Hawaii for the very first time in Buildwood's history. Yeah, there's been a handful of times I feel like where it was like, well, maybe we're going to Hawaii. Maybe we'll eventually we'll we'll go out there. Yes. Um, Glad it finally worked out. Well. We have shot once in Hawaii before, but I wasn't. Oh, yeah, you didn't go. Yeah, Yeah. it was uh, Ben and Chase and Justin, was it? Yeah, Justin. Yeah. That was one of Chase's first trips, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was early on, but we did a project for Goodfellow, which is why we Mm -hmm. went out there. I think that we went to the Big Island, though. Oh, yeah. So this time we flew in on Sunday night. Our plan was Monday to go out and visit job sites with Goodfellow because if we're going to be out there, Let's see what the heck they do. Let's capture work in Hawaii because it's Hawaii. Yeah. It's probably cool. I don't know. I've never been there. I, I wanted to see what it was. So Angel and I, we uh, are getting ready to go. We get a text message saying, hey, by the way, we're rained out on Friday or probably going to be rained out on Friday. So do you want to push your trip back? And I said, mm, no, worst case scenario, I have to spend an extra day in Hawaii. I'll be good to go. So we go out there anyway. Angel gets in much earlier than I do Sunday. I get in Sunday afternoon after traveling all damn day. It takes so damn long to get to Hawaii. And we meet um, kind of the, the area manager for Oahu, for a good fellow, Matt, to drive around to visit some job sites on Monday. The good news was I talked to Matt on Sunday. He said, we're going to be working on Monday, but the real good job that we wanted to take you will still be rained out. So I say, shit, okay, but it's better than nothing. Let's go out and check some jobs out. So we go out, and the first job is a road widening project. They're going from one lane in either direction to two lanes in either direction. 
And it was, it was a road job. Typical road job. Typical road job. It was way more expensive than a typical road job would have been on the mainland, which is, I guess, one of the biggest differences with Hawaii work. Mm -hmm. It's just way more expensive and time consuming. But it was a road job. So it wasn't that it wasn't cool, but it wasn't like obviously Hawaii. Yeah. It was a road. It could have been anywhere. It was right next to the military housing, right? Yeah, it was right next to the military housing. So we couldn't use a drone or anything. My lens was broken. I put my lens on my camera. It wasn't working because I dropped it 23 times in Alberta (laughs) because it was so damn cold. And so every time I'd get my lens, I'd fumble with it with my gloves and I'd drop the damn thing. It worked the whole time in Alberta. But I got to Kauai, it decided to shit out on us. So then... Did that go up on the uh, the Wall of Fame? I need, to put, it, I, need to, I need to put it up there. But that wasn't the only... The only... Uh, casualty. Casualty of the trip. <laughs> so then we go to a wastewater treatment plant. They... Hawaii, they treat all of the water. This is common for anywhere on near the shore. They treat the wastewater and then they discharge the treated water into the ocean. But the EPA had said, hey, you got to, the standards are need to be higher. So they're, they're basically modifying the wastewater treatment plant to accommodate additional treatment mm-hmm. on top of what they're already doing to make it really clean water yeah. before they discharge it into the ocean. So Goodfellow was the prime on the road job. The second job, they were a subcontractor doing the excavation and utilities. And then Matt says, hey, the job we were going to be checking out, they're working. And I'm like, Hell yeah. He's like, do you still want to go over there? <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to go over there. Yeah. Of course I want to go over there. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know where it is, but everybody's saying it's cool. I want to go check it out. But first, could we run by the local camera store? Because I need to buy a lens. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the local camera store. I say, do you have this lens? They say, no, but we have this one. I say, that's fine. Just give me that one. I buy a new lens. Then we go pick up Chad from the hotel. We go have lunch, which is like we drive over the hill to the other side of Oahu and I headed to the North Shore. We uh, pick up some really yummy local Hawaiian food. We eat it by the ocean, of course. Hawaii. You You should. Yeah, you got to do Hawaii stuff. It was delicious. So good. And then we go to the job. Mm -hmm. It's one valley over from a place called Kalua Ranch which I guess is where Jurassic Park was filmed. Ew. So it looks like Jurassic Park. I did, it's one, one valley over. Like Jurassic Park's right there. It is Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. It's it right like- on the ocean. And it's just beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous. What did you think, Angel? I was like, I looked at you and then I, I knew that you knew that this was the spot. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. This is yeah. where we're going to get the best stuff. As we're, wa- as we're watching the dozer doze, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm grabbing the drone. Yeah. I need to find out right now if I can fly this thing. Well, they <laughs> so. So, yeah, there's a dozer. It's like a probably John Deere 850L mm-hmm. uh, dozing a little off in the distance with just beautiful ma- ba- mountains in the background with like rainforest all the way up the mountains. Mm-hmm. It just looks amazing. And Angel and I have been doing this long enough where we. We know if we're in a good spot or not. So we don't, we don't even have to say anything. I don't, I don't have to tell him this. He doesn't have to say anything to me. We don't, we don't, we don't really talk when we get to a site and we know it's good. We just go to work and Matt and Chad, who was with us, they go start 
they walk off to kind of do the tour, assuming we were going to go with them. But we just bolt right for the dozer. Like, no, I'm, we know what to do. Yeah. Angel gets the drone out. <laughs> I go right for the damn dozer. I'm like, this is way too good. This is exactly what I want. I, I'm going to go do what I do. Mm-hmm. So we run over. It's, it's pretty wet, but it was just spectacular. The whole site was amazing. And to explain the site, what happened was a lot of Hawaii historically is agricultural. So the business used to be sugarcane. It used to be pineapple. It used to be a lot of these crops that don't exist there today mm-hmm. because other places in the world are far more economical than Hawaii is today. But what happened was when the farmers farmed the land, they had to control the water. You have all of this water coming down these valleys. And in this particular valley, they built these berms along the river coming out of the valley to control the water and to prevent their fields from flooding. To keep it in the river valley. Yes. Okay. But what that does is it basically wrecks the environment within mm-hmm. that little valley. So the the property was owned by this enormous land trust, apparently, one of the biggest land trusts in the world. Wow. And they were paying for Goodfellow to come in and essentially restore that valley and that stream to whatever its native condition was. Mm-hmm. So they were coming in, removing that entire berm from either side of the stream. They were building out areas to plant native species in. They were basically undoing everything the farmers had done yeah. to make that land in 10 to 20 years look like what it looked like back in the day. Mm. So it was awesome because it's not just cool work in a cool place, but it's also impactful. And it looks like just a bunch of earth moving for the sake of development. But no, it's like pressing the restart button on the environment. So when they're done, the environment does the rest of the work and everybody's happy. So they're kind of like jumpstarting what the, the environment's going to finish. Yeah, because like the farmers had, mod- had literally modified the land. Yeah. So they had to undo all of that. And then mm. you have to clear all of the banana trees and everything that were planted in there. To then replant with native species. And they are, they will also replant native species as well. Yeah. They plant like tens of thousands of trees. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was droning and I see all those guys just planting a, a grip of trees. I forget how many they're going to plant, but they're going to be there for a while. It was like, it was tens of thousands of trees. Yeah. Yeah. But what did you think of the site overall? I thought it was beautiful. I thought the, I thought what they were doing was pretty sick, dude. Just, just putting everything back to how it used to be. Yeah. But it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful sight for sure. The, totally. The articulated trucks just rolling by. I, I was, I was excited about that. Just, yeah. It just, it, everywhere you shot was just a, it was going to be a good shot. Video wise. You couldn't yeah, shoot what, a bad photo or a bad video there. No, it, 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 it wasn't the biggest equipment, but yeah, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. It's just, everything looks so good. That's, that's really interesting because I feel like, no, okay, maybe here's this is a question for both of you. When you're in a position like that, knowing every shot I'm going to get is going to be good, do you just kind of start shooting from the hip, or are you, are you still thinking strategically about where where do I want to go next? Or is it just kind of happening? I don't think. I I mean, you just know the basics of shooting. It's kind of strategic in a way. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not going to get the the articulated truck from behind. I, I go, you know, I shoot yeah. it in a in a form that's going to be cinematic. 
but that's just that just goes um you know that's just how i shoot i'm always thinking that way but yeah it it was cool i loved it i don't like i don't know it's like playing an instrument like you've just done it so many times you yeah don't think Thanks. about what like what chords you're hitting or anything like that. Mm. There is a strategy to it, obviously, because it has yeah. to sound like something. There has to be a certain level of technique happening. Yeah. But yes. like probably from an art artistic perspective, you're just like, oh, I, everything I do is going to look and feel a certain way. So let me just apply, you know, what I know how to do. And I don't have to think about that part. Yeah, I don't think that's really that. interesting to me. I just that's cool. Like I see a bozer, do dozer right in front of me in a great spot. I'm going to go like I'm going to go capture that first and then I'm going to move to the next thing. I'm going to move to the next thing. So there's mm -hmm. a sequence there. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You just, I don't even know what I get. Like, I'm not looking at the pictures I'm capturing during. So afterwards, I'm like, I hope I got something good. And then looking at the computer afterwards, like, damn, that was, pretty cool. that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Well, because I feel like you've, you've been really clear about this, Aaron. And, and Angel, maybe your experience has been different. Aaron, you're not big on like trying to make, uh, you know, guys on the job site, like pose equipment in a certain way so you can get like a cool shot. Right. Like you're kind of just capturing it as it's happening. But if you're at a place where everything looks awesome anyway, that you're especially not trying to think, OK, if, if there's going to be, you know, a truck over here, I got to make sure to grab that. It's like, no, everything's going to be great. Like everywhere you are, it's going to be interesting and compelling. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll post stuff every once in a while. If you just like see a good opportunity, kind of ask yourself yeah. or ask them like, hey, could you do this for Can us? Can you just drive it up right there? They're almost always down, yeah. which is cool. Everybody wants to look good. But that job alone, I think we both agreed afterwards, made the trip worthwhile. Yeah. I could have just gone to that to that job and I would have been set. Yes. How many guys were out there working? Uh, probably like 20, mm. 25. They had a deer dozer, a cat dozer, a Tachi excavator, three articulated trucks, another cat excavator, another cat excavator. So it wasn't like a ton of big machines. They were none of the machines were all that big. Yeah, but like it was a D six dozer, a Tachi, like you know, thirty six ton machine or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but it was like the dozer was working in the jungle, basically next to banana trees. For example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they're doing work like that, is there are there many people like on the ground with a shovel, or is that mostly? Just equipment. The landscapers planting is the all landscapers it's okay. all yeah. by hand. So so tedious. Are the landscapers working with <clears throat> Goodfellow, or are they kind of a separate part of it? They're like a, probably a subcontractor, Goodfellow. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, that job cool. was sweet. Then we were driving home back to Honolulu, and they were like, "You want to go check out the local quarry?" I'm like, of course, <laughs> I want to go check out the local quarry. Like, <clears throat> don't ask. So we they call someone real quick. They say, sure, we head over 15 minutes out of our way. Go check out what is probably the prettiest quarry I've ever seen. It's in the sure. mountains <laughs> overlooking Hawaii. It's just, <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Yeah. So amazing. And in Hawaii, uh, they basically said this is the best rock. And you can't just open hmm. a quarry in Hawaii. So they're the ones with the rock. They're the ones with the rock. Means whoever's opening that is, or whoever owns that is got a pretty good grip on the market it's a pretty good deal yep. and everybody it's the foundation of anything is you need rock to yeah. put pipe in the ground to build roads to build houses whatever you need rock mm -hmm. so that was cool and then 
that night we went to the cocktail reception for the group. It was probably about 170 of Goodfellows people, all uh, leaders within the business. Hmm. They have probably 1,500 people total, yeah. I guess, spread across four states. And then the next day I spoke for 30 minutes to the group, which was fun. I got to interview Steve Goodfellow on on stage, which was awesome. And I hope will be a Dirt Talk episode. Yeah, well, I, I listened to it. Angel sent me uh, the audio for it. It's a pretty solid conversation. Um, I had a really good time. You, you set him up really well. You know, he definitely know, kind of knew what he wanted to say um, in a lot of places, but I think it was pretty thoughtful. Um, and you really kind of just cleared the path, and you're just like, do your thing, man. I, I tried to stay out of the way as much as I could. It was really hard because we were on a stage with 170 people watching us. And doing this, all I could do this all day long, yeah. talking in a studio or having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but trying to have someone articulate their story in like an intimate way mm -hmm. while being watched by 170 people <laughs> is a totally different ballgame. But I think the context is interesting because it's all people he knows. Yeah. And people who respect him and kind of know his story. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. You know, like if, if you were going to go... You know, like we're, we're maybe going to record a podcast in front of your family. Mm -hmm. It's like, unless I'm going to talk about all the family trauma I have, um, I'm not necessarily going to be nervous. Like, I think there's kind of a different thing versus if you and I went to a conference and did the same thing, that might be kind of a trickier situation. But uh, it, it was interesting him knowing who his audience was at that space. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to share that. Yeah, it was it was an awesome format. And Sweet. cool that they're letting us share it. That's in their, in their team. Oh, they're like worried about it. They're like. Was 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 that was that good for you? I'm like, yeah, it was great. Like, yeah, the absolute worst case scenario is we won't share it. Yeah, like, yeah. I did it. Things for are fine. Guys. Like, if it works for us, great. That's yeah. just gravy. But uh, yeah, the priority. And I don't even know. I'm. I might have made the suggestion, which is why we did it. Mm -hmm. But it was it was awesome. And then that night we went to the USS Missouri in Pearl oh, yeah. Harbor. Awesome. I've been. It's awesome, dude. I I knew nothing about this place. Mm -hmm. I'm just a dumb American. And I show up, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I had no idea it was decommissioned in like the 90s. They decommissioned it. It served after World War II. Yeah. They decommissioned it. They bring it back into service and then they decommission it again after the Gulf War. I'm like, this was in the Gulf War? Yeah. That's wild. Kept on rolling. Yes. Yeah. So it had, yeah, it had, they, they talked all about the guns and and they were like, yeah, this this one, this one gun turret weighs as much as that ship over there, and it's like <laughs> it's a big ship. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And they had the size of the projectiles and the amount of gunpowder in each in each shot. It was just wild mm -hmm. how 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 big it was. Did you see the photo of the kamikaze guy that was about to crash into the? Like they happen to get the photo no as he's going to crash on the side of the, the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then you, you could see the dent that it, it barely even dented it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I the, the, the gun was so big. One of the things was they can't fire it across the front of the ship. They have to fire it to the side because the shockwave out of the barrel has to be over the ship or else it wow. blows the ship apart. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that the ship was cool, but I, and this is how how ignorant I am. I had no idea they ended World War II 
formally on that ship. Hmm. That was the that was by far the coolest thing about it. Yeah. They it was the the location for the Japanese surrender in the Pacific Theater. Yeah. So the generals, the American generals and all of the other allied generals met the Japanese leaders on the ship to sign the declaration stating the, the stating their surrender. And so they had Whoa. a plaque over the exact location that the table was set up where the documents were signed to end World War II. Are either of y'all like particularly um, into like World War II history, the, the war stuff? I know some people are think it's cool, but don't necessarily know that much of the history or any of that. I know a little bit, but I don't know very much. Uh, it's not ever been like a, a particular interest or thing for me. I mean, like I, I like history in general, I guess. But going, I mean, it's kind of an emotional experience just like seeing like the history and I'm like, oh, this played what part? Like knowing that it is the place where it ended. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a pretty heavy experience going out and, and seeing all that stuff out there. Well, they said it like the estimates are 70 plus million people died. Yeah. Jesus. And it destroyed Europe. Yeah. And a large part of the Pacific theater. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where it ended. So crazy. Yeah. So we got to walk around the ship. They rented the ship out. So nobody else was there. Wow. It was just Goodfellow. And then we had dinner on the back deck of the ship. Beautiful. I had dinner on the USS Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really go get that reservation, I'm sure. I don't know. I, maybe you can, I, I, yeah. but I have no idea. And y'all just went, right? You didn't bring like camera gear or anything like that, right? No, no we, we couldn't bring stuff. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, they, they don't allow. Uh, well, they were filming. Remember, there was uh, the local videographer. Maybe it was backpacks. Yeah. Couldn't bring backpacks. Sure. That makes sense. So that was that night. Um, the next day... I interviewed their divisional presidents on stage, which was a good Oh, time. yeah, that's right. That's right. That was that was way harder, way yeah. more difficult than interviewing Steve because Steve was like, tell me. I'm like, just tell me stories. And it's a conversation with one person. But this is four different people in four different regions. Mm-hmm. And you have to have the narrative. Did you know much about what you were going to ask when you started with it? I didn't know I was going to do it. They're like, hey, you doing this? Too? Yeah, I, 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 they might have. They, they probably told me at some point, but I yeah. just forgot. And I was like, oh, shit. OK. Uh, or I said, you know, yeah, just off the cuff. Yeah. But I got up there. I was like, how am I going to do this? So I wasn't I don't think I was very present during the conversation. Sure. I was, that's when I was thinking, what's next? When you're talking to one person, I try not to think about what's next. I just. I let the conversation. Create the questions. Yeah. But this was, I had to be a lot more deliberate and balance the conversation between four people. You kind of had to be thoughtful, but not, it's hard, it's hard to pay that much attention to four people like that and then also be thoughtful because yes. you don't want to have gaps, you know, like space in a conversation like this can be compelling, can be interesting, can keep you involved. But if you're sitting on a stage and somebody answers a question, it's not really a great place for you to go, hmm, and then wait. Yeah. And so you're having to just keep the ball rolling. Well, or sometimes you did have to wait. Sometimes it was, you know, two of them would answer and then you just, you just have to wait. And then the <laughs> other two would chime in, for example, <laughs> or you throw a question out there and you just, you throw it out there. You're like, yeah. all right, the ball's in the air. Someone catch it. Oh, someone man. catch it. Someone catch it. Yeah. And it, and it was, it, it wasn't awkward, but to, to you, 
on the stage, you're the one like, oh, oh man, be sure this is pacing right. Yeah, that was tricky, but I think it turned out well. Well, and those gaps feel, you know, ten times longer than they actually are. Yes, you know, if you have if you have to wait two seconds for an answer, you're gonna think, did I live an entire lifetime between when that guy finished talking and this next person uh, started? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh, so that was my last thing with Goodfellow. Angel, uh, are you like shooting that the whole time? No, I wasn't there for that one. Okay. Um, Aaron told me to go grab a, go grab some drinks on the beach. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, he was having Mai Tais at <laughs> nine in the morning. <clears throat> it's a vacation. I went and to celebrate a job well done, I went and had an acai bowl. Of course. Like you would. That sounds just about right. Yeah. Honolulu is interesting too. There were people everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It was, it, it was slammed. Mm-hmm. They, they call it the, the LA of, um, of Hawaii, well, of Honda, it's like the LA of there, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like the city, the big city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big mm-hmm. city. And then it's like, is that a Hermes store or is that a Burberry store? Well, yeah, uh, the that whole strip. There's a whole strip in like Waikiki. Yeah, that's where See? we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were right in Waikiki. Oh, and we we discovered ABC stores. ABC stores, all the way there, mm-hmm. everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I counted. I wa- I walked the acai bowl place. Yeah, it was like a seven minute walk. I counted six ABC stores on my way. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and they're all them. they're all identical. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like in, in Tennessee and Nashville, you know, you can open up a, a wine store, a liquor store. There's like a theme. There's some artistry to how you build your business. ABC store, it just like gets thrown out of the back of the truck, and now it's a store. I yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. They well, and there's the joke. There's like it's one on every corner. It is. This is the only <laughs> business that I've. There is literally one on every single corner in Waikiki. That's wild. Yeah. It's insane how many there are, and they're just labeled. It's like ABC Store number thirty-eight, ABC Store number thirty-nine. Like that's yeah, how they, they come no, up look, on Google. You're looking for thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, one block yeah, over. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's at thirty-eight. <laughs> uh, I guess they have like the some nice ones too, some like bougie looking ones. Oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just went to a regular. I went to two two different ones, just basic, but. I guess they're higher end ones too. The ups, mm. Upscale, upscale, yeah. <laughs> ABC Store Plus. Did y'all stay there in Waikiki? Yeah, we stayed at the <laughs> hotel. The event was at, mm-hmm. and then we had an uh, an afternoon. So one of the PMs set us up with a local contractor there that does marine construction, yeah. and they were building a little jetty out into the water to prevent the sand on the beach from closing in. There was this bridge over this little channel that connected the ocean to this harbor and the sand was getting pushed from the beach into that channel and Mm. blocking it so to prevent that they were building a little jetty to kind of catch the sand that jutted was perpendicular from the beach parallel to that channel to catch the sand as it got pushed into Mm. that direction i as we're driving out there he's like hey by the way the excavator broke damn it (laughs) so i sent the guys home i'm like well we're we're in the uber so we're gonna go see this job yeah it is, it is on the water, blue water, Hawaii, white sand beach, gorgeous. Yeah. But it's really windy, really windy. Very. So nothing was going on, but the job site was pretty enough where it's like, oh, we could do some social, like we're not going to get a whole video out of this, but we can do some clips yeah. and get a little bit. So Angel takes the drone off. He's flying around. He, he, you're just about done. Yeah, I was done. I, I got all types of shots and I was bringing it back in 
and then the uh, the 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 guy the P, the project manager is like, "Hey man, the drone it's falling!" And then I look up and it's like doing a front flip down, and all I see is a splash. Woo! No. <laughs> And I'm like, oh god, that's a that's a very expensive drone. Yeah, I yeah. and I'm at my backpack doing something on my phone or something like that. Maybe getting my drone out, and I just see the project manager and Angel run off into the direction of the like, jetty. I I'm know like, exactly. I, I know. I've seen this before. <laughs> I know exactly what just happened. And I'm like, yep, we just lost another drone yeah. for sure. I don't even have to talk to him about it. I will say that's something of a rite of passage at Buildwit. Yeah. Is, how many drones have you lost, Angel, working at BuildWit? More than one. Uh, I think three. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> which, right. which isn't, for what we do, it's not that bad. Well, yeah. I mean, it's always like there's stuff to hit, stuff, places to lose it. Like, mm-hmm. that's I mean, normal. Uh, I believe it was Aaron who once said, if you're not getting close to the machine, then you're not doing your job right. Yeah. yeah if you're not breaking <laughs> drones, yeah. you're not getting close enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just wish we got it back because I wanted to save it for our dead drone yeah or drone oh so you never drone. even found it no, no because the water was it was windy so the water it was clear but it was just it's, rough enough on the surface uh, where yeah. we couldn't see in all that well oh and it's like i'm not gonna go you can, into, like fish for a second but what's the point of yeah it's it's probably right there but we have a flight to catch the water's kind of choppy it's dead at this point mm-hmm. so me getting it out isn't gonna make it any better so we mm. called it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we got it back, we weren't getting it. We're not going to get the footage. It was just to have a trophy that our drone is gone. Yeah. A or, damn shame. Yeah. Um, well, um, that was that. That was that. <laughs> yeah. So four, $4,000 later. I do love that Angel multiple times really highlighted how windy it was he's like well it's very windy it was really windy <laughs> really I, really windy i've flown in windy weather i i i've never had that issue i've never had a drone flip over because of wind and i i guess hawaiian hawaiian winds are just wild it was gusty <laughs> yeah oh, i didn't so what did i do i flew my drone you flew your drone Right, right after like oh man what a bummer don't worry i got one too no I'm, uh, but then i i took it off and went way up and then it started getting carried out over the ocean i'm like uh, we're coming uh, back we're coming yeah back. yeah i was like oh, we just lost one we don't need to lose another what's the you range know? on those trends it's pretty good the problem it, when it when it gets really windy the problem is you so you get to like a lower battery level and then you're trying to fly it back typically it'll go like 40 miles an hour uh-huh. it'll sometimes go like three miles an hour like, no. and it's working so hard it's like yeah. just trying so hard to get back and you burn the battery oh, out man and it just it'll just die it. wherever it's at mm-hmm. and it'll yeah. drop over the ocean and if it's in the ocean it's in the ocean i have i've seen some like great clips of you see somebody like running into like a pond or like it just barely catch the drone mm-hmm. like, yeah i've seen lands. that a bunch mm-hmm. yeah yeah but again this is the ocean the ocean it's yeah. different Okay, so we then get on a flight to Maui. Mm-hmm. We wake up the next day in like Wailea area, and we go out to visit our friends at Alpha Inc. They are a Build It Training customer, mm-hmm. so that's how we've gotten nice. to know them over the past. Yeah, big like a big time yeah. Build It Training customer, and we met with them real early in the morning and went out to a few of their job sites. They had one site that was affordable housing affordable in quotes 
because it's much less than the market rate on Maui. You can't get anything for really less than a million. Oof. And the houses for a million are not nice. It's not yeah. good construction. It's not a big house. It's not a new house. But these were like $750,000 homes, which is significantly under market, but affordable. <laughs> not at all. Yes. The, the wages aren't necessarily reflected the same way that home prices no are. No way, dude. Yeah. No way. So we we saw that project. Uh, the cool thing about that one was the sidewalk machine. Yeah, that that thing was that thing was crazy. I've never seen uh, I've never seen one of those. No, I haven't seen the fancy one. It was a Gomeco, no. and it uh, it forms and pours the sidewalk and the curb and gutter simultaneously. Oh, so it's like a slip form. That's cool. And you feed the concrete in one side. And sidewalk and curb and gutter come out the other. It's just printing it out on the other side. Yes, without string line because it has, uh, it runs GPS. Oh, wow. And it might run off total station too. It, it's dialed in. So it's cutting, you get, you have to get the grade close. Yeah. But in front of the machine, it's cutting the grade to where exactly it needs to be. It's forming, it's pouring everything, dead nuts. And then they had uh, a bunch of concrete finishers behind dialing everything in from there that's cool the, yeah. those guys were working hard they were working hard i mean they knew what they were doing though and yeah. it was their it was their first time using that machine right it was it was their first yeah they they, they hadn't yeah. used it before they'd run some tests on it but they'd never done any kind of production work with it so i was a little nervous i was like i don't know this is gonna be very good for photos but they did a kick-ass job yeah they're killing it yeah I that's the, cool i looked at the pictures i'm like that looks legit dude <laughs> They knew what they were doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they just ran it for us. Was my understanding? Yeah, they turned it off once y'all rolled. Yeah, yeah. They just did that one <laughs> section because they knew we were going to be there. That yeah. day. Like, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so we saw that, and then of course, while we're in Maui, we needed to see a wastewater treatment plant. Sure, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I want to see <laughs> every wastewater treatment plant in every beautiful place in the world. It's mm-hmm. one of my one of my goals. So we go over. We're like a stone's throw from Kapalua. People save up sometimes years to go spend their honeymoon in Kapalua Mm -hmm. for a week. And there we are at the local water treatment plant. (laughs) When they flush their toilet at the beautiful Kapalua resorts, it goes where we were. Yep. And is treated and discharged in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw that. And then we saw a landfill project and then hung out with Jason, who started alpha inc over 10 years ago amazing property had a bunch of fun shot some guns angel shot a 50 cal for the first time in the world. oh yeah i saw that yeah. yes yes uh, um when i shot it i i was not expecting to feel like i was gonna get a nosebleed from the from all that power really boom and i was like what the hell am, am i gonna start bleeding yeah, the, the, <laughs> that's what's most, so intense about shooting a 50 is the like the kick on a uh, like a 12 gauge with a slug in it that's way way worse oh okay yeah way way worse because yeah. the, the the whole barrel it, it recoils with as you shoot mm-hmm. so the like into your shoulder you don't feel it as much but the shock wave coming out of the gun like if you're on the on either side of the gun it's like getting like hit in the chest wow. yeah it's that yeah substantial because it's such a large round Mm -hmm. but i'm not not a huge gun guy but but rambo had two right 
Yeah, yeah. Rambo just runs around <laughs> yeah. with two of them. No problem. <laughs> I'm not Rambo. Oh, that's fair. That was a good time. We had some fish. And then the final day, we hung out with Chemo at Truth Excavation. So we went to Chemo's house in Lahaina. We did a nuts fit. Angel Jesus. participated in the nuts fit. Describe a nuts fit. <sighs> Angel, describe a nuts fit. It's a uh, hundred ju- ju- uh, jumping jacks, a hundred pull-ups. Um, what, is, what else is it? I think it's 200 jumping jacks. Oh, 200? 50, 50 pull-ups. Oh, okay. A hundred squats or lunges. Four minutes of core exercise. A uh, hundred kettlebell swings. And a cumulative of one mile hill run uh, with weight. But we, you divide it in four. So you do 50 jumping jacks, 25 kettlebell swings, Got it. 12 pull-ups, a minute plank, quarter mile run, but four times over. It kicks the shit out of you. We didn't even I'm do a full one. I'm still sore. Yeah. But what, really? <laughs> Is that I like something he does? Yeah. Is that something he does like every week? Every he does day? it every Wednesday. It's a hell of a workout. <laughs> it's a hell of a workout. So we did that and then Hemo and I ran. While Angel rode the electric dirt bike, which nice. looked like a good time. Yeah, yeah. I think it was cool. Yeah. Kimo had jujitsu. So then, of course, we went to another Goodfellow project in Lahaina. Mm-hmm. Badass, more affordable housing. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Affordable, quotes, yeah, quotes, housing. Affordable. It was, I think they were moving something like 400,000 yards of material, which is a, I could be way off on my quantities, but I feel like it was 400,000. 400, Huge, huge earth moving, way bigger than I was expecting to see on Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Massive. They're running D9s, a D8, D6s, a D10. They had a D10 out there, a crushing spread, excavators. It was, there was a lot to look at. Yeah. That was, when, that was another spot that we both knew that this was going to, that was another cool spot that yeah. we knew we were going to get good stuff. Yes. Cause we had, you had the ocean. It was up on the hill, so you had the ocean off in the distance with the mm-hmm. other islands in the distance, and then the mountains in the on the other direction. Rain coming over the mountains. It's just the downside of that one was the we were just getting blown around and rained on, and the weather was gnarly. Yeah, I guess it rains every day. They're saying right up in the mountains, but yeah. Kimo saying it doesn't rain at all. Really, where he's at? That's wild. Yeah. So we came on one of the only rainy days of the year. Where we were, go figure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally got to see uh, Truex in motion since y'all have been friends for a long time. Well, too, here's the thing: we didn't see him actually working because oh. <laughs> he doesn't work on Fridays. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just four tens. That's his thing, man. Yeah. Four tens. Yeah. So, so we hung out with Chemo, and it was the, I've hung out with Chemo. I've spent a lot of time with Chemo, but never in Hawaii. Yeah, this is the first time I'd seen him in Hawaii. But we went to his yard, Truth X World X headquarters. Mm-hmm. We had a little banana because he has banana trees. Ice cream banana. An ice cream banana, which is very yummy. And then we went to a job site in to see he does the basements and grading for these massive vacation homes, essentially, up on the hill in a coffee plantation. Mm -hmm. And then for the afternoon activity, we decided to go snorkeling. Something you probably should do when you're in Hawaii. We were going to go on a long run, but the weather sucked. So I thought, and the surf wasn't very good. We're going to go surfing. Sure. It's like, well, why don't we go snorkeling? And it was awesome. Yeah, man. It's just different than like, you know, I'm going to take my, my snorkel. I'm going to go get in the water in the beach in Florida. 
think you might see a fish or two. They're yeah, just like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's all right here. They're everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. And then I was swimming back and I turned to my right and there's a fucking sea turtle right there. Like I nearly kicked <laughs> the sea turtle. I'm like, that's a sea turtle. Yeah. Then you saw his little head coming up above the water to get, get his air and take a big gulp and then look down and then take a big gulp again. And then he dove back down and was eating all the little grass on the bottom. You know, it, it is interesting it to see those It looks like things. a little dinosaur. Yeah. You want to like pet it, pet its little bald head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little turtle head. So that was Hawaii in a nutshell. Nice. Good fellow, cool projects, truth excavation, Alpha Inc. Lost a drone. Lost a drone. Lost a lens. Saw the USS Missouri. It's fine. Shot a 50. Life is good. Pretty solid trip. And we tried, solid trip. We tried the, the best fish we've ever had. Well, I, for me, Yeah, that you've ever had. Oh wow! <laughs> I had a lot of better fish than that. Yeah, but. I, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it was fantastic. It was really funny or really really yummy. Angel, uh, when was the last that? time you traveled with Aunt, with Aaron? I mean, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a while for sure. Uh, no, no, we did California and January. yeah, that don't count. Oh, <laughs> he's already that there. Does, that does count. We did it for a <laughs> kind week. Of, yeah, we were together for five days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like for all the time y'all spent, um, 2019, 2020, parts of 2021, um, there's certainly been a big gap between, you know, these big trips with y'all, the OG crew. Um, yeah. no, nah, I mean, we did do California, but for me, it wasn't like going to, it was like my backyard. Um, but I think Yosemite might've been the last time I ever I saw. Damn. That was during summer. Was it? That was last summer. Yeah, it's been a while. To Yosemite and then McKay Hill and Twin Cat. That was a good trip, too. That was a good trip. Yeah, that was a really good one. Hmm. Angel doesn't count it as a trip if he doesn't have to go through DFW. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had to go through DFW coming yeah. home on this one. It's a, dude, getting into Hawaii, it's a long, I left Friday night and I got home Saturday midday. Long minute. Yeah. So that is the trip report. From Hawaii. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I love hearing it. And Angel, I'm glad you were able to go on this one. Um, you also got to skip half the country or the whole the whole country, the continental US, to get there, which uh, a is a nice perk. Flight. A nice perk. Yeah, but five even from flight. him, it's like he's on he's right on the West Coast. It's still a five hour flight. Yeah. It's, it's just from there. Out there. Chemo said. But it's almost that to get from here to there to where Angel is. Well, Chemo said it's the most remote landmass. Inhabited landmass in the world because it's and I need five fa- plus hours from everywhere. I need to fact check that, but yeah, it's it's it is out in the mm. middle of the Pacific Ocean, right out in the middle, out there. Yeah, so well, the photos look great. Can't wait for the vlog to come out. Um, yeah, it's all it's, it's good stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing, fellas. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Thank I do want to say before we wrap up. We do have a Door Talk episode with Chad Goodfellow. Go check that out. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we also have, I think, multiple Dirt Talk episodes with Chemo. Two with Chemo, yeah. Um, so check those out as well for their stories. Uh, Jason and Alpha would be a good one to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to add him to the list. So anyway, that's that. Thanks for listening. Check out the vlog. If you search Aaron Wood on YouTube, you'll find him. Check out the store, store.buildwood.com. Mm-hmm. Share the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Stay dirty.